Welcome to episode three of the Recording Story Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Newcomb, and in this third episode, I got to sit down with Rovina. Rovina is an incredible talent uh, that I've been lucky enough to be able to work with for the last four years, and um, she is an unbelievable singer, songwriter, and uh, just like she and she's hilarious. I, full disclosure, uh, just a heads up. There's a lot of laughing in this episode. We we just get together and, and the two of us just laugh. She's she's just so fun to hang out with. So this episode was a lot of fun to to put together, and just even beyond that. Ravina's story is really incredible, and I think, I know you're going to get a lot out of hearing her tell her story. You'll definitely feel inspired, you'll feel moved, and her song, Fearless, that we talk about and that we'll listen to is a very, very inspirational song. And again, once you hear her story and then you hear the song, it's that much more powerful. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Rovina. All right, so I'm here with <laughs> Rovina. <laughs> I'm already laughing. I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry, right. let it out. We're just—it's we, going to be a lot of laughs. In this yeah, one. <laughs> we always laugh all so much, but uh, more yes, than, more than make music. Yeah, we just laugh. Yeah, yeah we. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I'm very excited to be here. This is this is a lot of fun. And when you asked me mm. to do this podcast, I was like. Before you even finished the word podcast, I was like, yes. <laughs> you, you actually did. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing this thing. You're like, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, thank you for being here. And uh, Ravina just like literally just got off a plane. And so she's very tired and her flight got delayed. You guys uh, are lucky. Um, you can't see how horrible my hair looks right now. <laughs> Oh, you look fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not brushing my hair. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all right. We're... So happy to be here. Oh, well, thanks. And uh, yeah, this this one is exciting. Ravina and I met, um, would have been probably four year, years ago, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, it was know? four years ago. I, th- I Like right around this time, I think we met in... Uh, 2015. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. And I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember we were meeting, we were meeting in a coffee shop and I remember we walked in and I kind of looked at you and I was like, oh, I wonder what he puts in his hair. Cause I, I don't know if you guys know, Adam has like luscious hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I remember the first thing I saw him, I was like, hmm, I wonder what hair products he uses. I should make a mental note to ask him after this conversation. <laughs> I don't think and I told you that before. No, you never told me that. No, that's amazing. I did not know that. That's so funny. Yeah. I remember well, now you we know. Met, yeah, we met in this coffee shop. We're the only ones in there. Yeah. It was a giant coffee shop. And it was like, yeah, it was. And uh, that, was, that was so funny. And I don't know. I don't know. We could edit this out if you don't want it, if we don't want me to tell the story. But. I was super nervous because I heard someone had sent me uh, uh, recordings that you had done. And so I checked them all out, obviously. And I was checking out your videos online and I heard your voice and I was like, oh, my God. I like I was so nervous to talk to you because you're an incredible talent, Ravina. Your uh, voice is incredible. You're too nice. But why were you nervous? Because I'm going to be like. Because a- of your voice. Because like oh. your, your, your talent. It or was, was it because when so- I walked in, I had RBF. You know, I didn't look too pleased. I was staring at your hair and wondering, like, what's going on? No, not. Not even, not even that. No, I was nervous. Lead, like, like on the drive there to the coffee shop, I was getting on. I was listening to you as I was driving to the coffee shop, and <laughs> and yeah. So then, uh, and then, so I sat down and was like, you know, just trying to like chill out and just like not look like I was super nervous. And then we're those we're, were we're your started. thoughts. My thoughts were, I wonder if they have a donut at this place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh no, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, and, and then so we're chatting for a little bit. And Maybe within the first like ten minutes, you like let out this amazing burp while we were chatting. I and- did not. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we could edit this out. It was. <laughs> did I actually do that? Uh, it was. I, I shouldn't say it was like a big burp, but there was like there was like a hint of like uh, like a burp, and I was like. Oh no! This is gonna be. This is. This oh my god! Work, like, I, this is so bad. I burp so often now that I don't even know who I do it in front of. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> so I was, so it took the nerves right out. I was like, okay, no, she's like a, she's like a regular, like a down to earth person. This is oh. no, no need to be nervous. So. <laughs> yes. Thank God for burping, I guess. Listen, when you're singing big notes, you burp all the time. I feel yes. like I'd love to ask like Mariah Carey this question, but she'd probably be like, no, darling, I don't. Um, Never burped in my whole life. She'd probably yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, that's an excuse for singing, but I don't know why I would have done it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> when we first met. So now I'm kind of wondering, like, where where's my etiquette at? Where, <laughs> where else, your self-awareness. Yeah. Where, yeah. Do you have any here? <laughs> oh, it's great. Geez. I loved it. I like, Honestly, it, it like diffused the, the situation for me. And I was like, I relaxed. I was like, OK, no. This is, we're we're going to get along. We're going to be best friends, I think. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I do remember you being a little bit nervous, but I yeah. I think it was because we had, we'd never met each other. We hadn't even, had we even spoken? I don't even think so. No, we had just uh, a couple emails maybe. That yeah, was it. and we were and just never, figuring yeah. out where we're going to meet and we're going to figure out like if we're going to be working together. And I think that's, that's always tough, especially in the creative industry when you're meeting somebody new and you're going to either write with them or record mm-hmm. with them and and it's like a very long process in the sense that like you're in a small space together and you're being very vulnerable and uh, yep. is this person going to be you know really cool to work with or am I going to want to pull my hair out and run out, run out of the room yes um, yes and, there's and, a lot of yeah, yeah it's a lot of uncertainty around it yeah yeah and I feel like um I was lucky because when I met you in like first five seconds, I was like, I like your hair. I like you. We're cool. Um, (laughs) Get a donut in here. and We've got like, this is this is awesome. But I mean, I think for me, yeah, it felt felt very comfortable with you. And um, I apologize that I (laughs) burned. No, don't. And it was it was probably the best thing that could have ever happened. Like it was it was perfect. Uh, So don't. Yeah, don't apologize. But yeah, no, we've known each other now for four years and we've worked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot together. And I've enjoyed every every moment. It's been a lot of fun and it makes the creative process um, that much better. Same. I feel very lucky that we connected. Like it's definitely been, a, yeah, a great. The work we've done has been, I'm just super proud of. And in that first uh, meeting that we had, you're, you, you told me about um, uh, your background and everything and uh, which uh, let's get into that now so like how did you get started in music and how did it all begin for you oh um music I, I like to say music is in like my blood <laughs> I can't remember a time when I've never had it um I'm I was born in Sri Lanka I immigrated to Canada when I was very young um, back in the day and um, like 80s, 90s, we came to this country, to Canada, and my parents growing up loved listening to music and they wouldn't listen to, I mean, my dad listened to traditional um, South Indian music, but he was more interested in the mainstream music, like Top 40, like we had Whitney Houston playing, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, like all those greats. He listened to <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> I don't even know if people know who that is. ABBA, um, we had a lot of those rec- records on the record player. Um, and it was just like that was sort of my upbringing with music. So I-, I was always singing when I was a kid, a baby. And we have cassette tapes of me singing all to, to all these songs. And I-, I can't like I try to think of a time where that music wasn't just not was not there. It was just always there. And it's still always there. And it's like ingrained in me. I mean, I, I love listening to all types of music now, but I love singing it, writing it, recording it, doing covers, anything. And um, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. I, 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 you know, I lived a life where I did the right things. I went to school, which I definitely advocate you do need to go to school, um, especially when you're in, you know, kindergarten to high school. Yeah. <laughs> and I went... <laughs> I want to just say, I want to put that out there. It's very important to get a really good foundation with education. I went to university. Um, I did a degree. I had a minor in music, a major in psych. And I, um, you know, was playing music along the way, singing, playing the piano, um, started to pick up the guitar. But somewhere, I think, around my 20s, especially at the end of university, I started to get worried about how I could do this. Um, and I started to kind of follow a path of going down the corporate life and, 
you know, I landed a really good job. I'm bilingual. I speak French because I grew up in Montreal when we immigrated here to Canada. And I landed some pretty secure um, careers. And I started building up my my professional career. And that's when I started to see music start to dim in my life. And it was making me very, very sad. And um, I didn't know that's what was making me sad. And I could just feel a part of me dying. And it's hard to explain to people that don't that don't understand or look at you like you're a bit crazy. Like, what do you mean it's part of you is dying? It's like if someone took away one of your senses, you would be depressed. I mean, everybody's different. I know I would be completely shattered if I couldn't um, sing. It's like someone taking away your sight or your 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 hearing or your your sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's debilitating. And I just remember waking up every day. You know, I was making a lot of money, very secure in my life. I had a lot of uh, comforts. And I would wake up every morning and I would have not a panic attack, but like I had a lot of anxiety, like time was running out. I felt like I had um, no way of pursuing this dream because I had started to I had closed the door. And I mean, it was still there. I could still sing, but it was just like I wasn't doing anything to manifest that that part of me. Right. And um, it was very, very difficult. And I think I made the big leap in the year I met you where Mm -hmm. I walked away from all of it. I walked away from my corporate career. I walked away from, you know, the comforts of life, you know, a comfortable, like a comfortable home, um, you know, with with friends and family looking at me, scratching their heads like, what are you doing? Right. Yes. Why are you? That's sometimes the toughest part of it. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I have a good support structure around me that, you know, was helping me and really encouraging me. But I mean, not everybody gets it. And I think that was the hardest part was just kind of ignoring all of that and just forging forward because they weren't they're, they weren't the ones waking up every morning with this anxiety or this panic. Like one of their senses had died. Do you know what I mean? That's I feel like that's the best analogy to use. Like if someone took away your hearing, like if someone took away your hearing, would you not be devastated? Like you need your ears. Oh, man. Yeah. Especially yeah. with our line of work, you need them. <laughs> yeah. Take everything else, but don't take my ears. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> if you want to take something, take my sense of smell. I can, you know, I can, I can work around that or figure it out. But my voice or my ear, like it would just be, it would just be awful to just even think about. So that's what it felt like. It felt like I was doing so well in my career. I was working up the ladder of corporate HR. I was in a very senior role. Um, you know, I was making a lot of money and mm-hmm. that wasn't making me happy. And I think, a lot of people get stuck in that and just just keep going that way. But I felt like I didn't want to be 60 and looking back on my life and wondering what if what if I had tried? You know, what right. if? What if? And I think that was freaking me out more than not not trying. Yeah, the we I feel like as human beings we're designed to be uh resilient, like we can we can take we can take hardships and we can we can we can get through a lot of things, but we're not designed for regret, and uh, that's something that uh, is definitely terrifying to to get. To, it's like the deathbed scenario scenario, you know, when you're at the end of your life and you have these regrets that you didn't go after. Yeah, what, and, uh, I, and I didn't want to have yeah. I didn't wa- did not want to have that regret, and so I made yeah. the leap. And uh, you know, at that point, I had already released my first album. Um, actually, I can actually go back a little bit. The funny thing was I was working in corp- in my corporate life, my corporate world, and um, <clears throat> I was starting to feel the light on my music dimming. And just, uh, just serendipitously, a friend of mine uploaded a video of me singing at uh, an event that I had just decided to do at the CNE. And she posted it, and I remember thinking, oh, this is interesting. It was on YouTube, and this is, we're going back a few years now. We're going over 10 years, like 2010. She posted this YouTube um, video of me singing. And back then, it wasn't such a big deal because YouTube back then was still very much gag videos and, like, monkeys climbing trees and falling off and, like, randomness, right? Yeah. And um, I remember she posted it, and then I got an email from uh, a TV, like, a a TV station 
And they had said, we love this video of you singing. Can you come sing live on our morning show? And it was City TV. And City TV is like a national show here um, in Canada. And I thought this was a joke. (laughs) And so I replied back and the producer sent me his phone number. And so I called and he said, yeah, we want you to come in on Tuesday and uh, do what you did on the video live. Um, Is that going to be an issue? I'm like, nope, I will be there. And I remember I got the call on Thursday and I remember freaking out up until (laughs) Tuesday. I'd never done live morning television, which is um, very stressful because it's not just about speaking it's about performing and it's very early in the morning your call time is usually like 5 30 6 a.m and you don't right. go on to like 7 30 or 8 so you're it's a lot of sitting and waiting and thinking about what's going to go down <laughs> when the cameras go live right um but yeah i went and i did it and within they had a one minute segment planned for me and then within um the first minute they came out and said we need to have you back on we have viewers calling in they want to know who you are they want to hear more. They want they want us to stop talking. They just want to hear you sing. Ah. And at that point, I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have a website. I mean, this is 2010. Like, I didn't have anything. Right. And uh, I remember we all scrambled trying to get something up for me. And, you know, I got a bunch of bookings. And I thought, okay, you know what? I think I'm meant to do this. So I started writing and recording my first album, which I was still doing while working. And it was incredibly tough. I was burning the candle at both ends. And um, that's when I decided in 2015, I just need to walk away and focus fully on music because mm-hmm. it was making my soul very happy. Mm. And that's when I met you. I met you at the end of 2015. Right. It, the timing was crazy for sure because um, you had a lot of really, really uh, crazy things going on at that time in your life. And I met you. Yeah. 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 Uh, when we met, my dad was um, uh, diagnosed with stage four lymphoma cancer, two types actually. And um, the the when I walked away from my career, he was diagnosed with the disease. And by the end of the summer, he was fine. And we decided to launch a campaign with Lymphoma Cancer Canada. And I donated a song. And, you know, he was in the music video and everything was going really great. And he was feeling great. And then all of a sudden, like, it just went from great to really, really bad. Right. And I can sit here today and talk about it. But if, if I had to talk about this maybe last year, it would be very difficult. I feel like now this year I'm okay to, and it's been about four years. I feel like now it's okay to kind of talk about what happened. But by the time I had met you, um, he was deteriorating really quickly. And unfortunately, he passed away, I think, two weeks after we met. Um, yeah, so when I met you, it was kind of a, it was a weird state because we didn't know what was going on with him. And um, the cancer had come back fully. But in that process, he um, was very, very supportive of what I was doing. He was he's been always he's always been my number one fan ever since I was a kid. He was the one recording me singing um, to those cassette tapes. He was the one uh, encouraging me to learn piano there at every concert filming, recording, um, you know, being my biggest advocate, training me on how to sing. He's he's not a professional singer, but he could sing. And we would sit there for hours listening to Mariah Carey and Celine Dion records. And then I would try and mimic those runs and learn how to do those runs and manipulate my voice. So I attribute a lot of that to him. And it was just very difficult that he he didn't he he lost his battle and he wasn't going to be there when I was taking this big step of, you know, releasing a new record and new music. And he was always the biggest, you know, he would listen to all the mixes. <laughs> he was, uh, he would listen to all the mixes. He would give me his notes, his feedback. And now that he wasn't there, it was like, I was incredibly lost. Mm-hmm. And that was a very, very tough year for me. And it took, I, I honestly want to say like up until this year, it took a lot of time for me to figure out how to navigate without, um, you know, my day one, my day one cheerleader, my dad. Yeah. And um, but I'm very lucky because I have other people in my life. Um, you're like you're one of them that really uh, support and help uh, foster the creative process. And um, not even just that, just general life, like just to make life very um, like to ease back into it, because it's it's very tough. If anyone's ever lost anybody very close to them, yeah. it's it's a tough time. And you're very vulnerable when you make a big life decision. And when that one person that was advocating for you 
or one of the one one of the biggest advocators is gone, it's like a giant hole, right? So right. But uh, you were very patient. Um, I think we after he passed away. I thought it'd be a good idea to come work with you. I think it was like maybe two months after. Yeah. I was amazed at how quickly you kind of bounced back and wanted to get back into it. There it was, it, you really. Yeah. I, I felt like, yeah, I felt like I had to throw myself into music. And uh, I mean, I came to the studio with you and we just kind of worked out some ideas and uh, it was very comfortable. So I felt very. Very, very good working with you. It's, you're like my brother, man. I mean, I mean, I'm this Sri Lankan girl. <laughs> you're this Caucasian dude. From... <laughs> likely paths, paths to me, they're so weird. Like, likely, <laughs> like the likelihood of us meeting because we grew up in very different worlds. Totally. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's cool. Like we really connected, and music really is like the the language that we speak, right? So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very tough time, but I'm glad. I, I'm glad I still made. Made the time to like to meet you and check out your hair. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you did too. Yeah, the the fact that our paths crossed is incredible to me, and and I feel like it was somehow divinely ordained, and uh, and the timing yeah. of it, like with what you're everything that you were going through in your life and where you were at with your career and your dad and everything. It was yeah. Uh, I mean, just for like the podcast audience, like Adam and I live like two hours away from each other. Yeah, we don't even live that close together, yeah. yeah. No, we don't live that close together. We are, we have very different backgrounds and um, the chances of us meeting are so, <laughs> we're so small, but I'm glad, I'm glad that worked out because I feel like we've made some really great music together. We have. And we're still making music together. Absolutely. And the song that we're talking about today is called Fearless, a song that uh, Ravina wrote uh, with, uh, well, just let's just talk about it. Who'd you write the song with? Yeah. So I wrote the song, um, with James Bryan and James Bryan is from the philosopher Kings. He's worked with Nelly Furtado, um, Prozac, uh, very, very talented musician. And, uh, we had written the record. I was writing a new record at the time and we had written, uh, five songs, five songs in total. And Fearless was, um, the big one was the, was, the first song that came out of it and the biggest one. And I remember, um, like just the, the, the honesty behind the song. I was writing it while my dad was going through chemo. So when you listen to the lyrics and the words, you can kind of understand what's going on. For those of you who don't know, my dad was a, was a bodybuilder, very big man, um, very strong. And here he was fighting literally for his life. And, um, you know, he was always the one that was pushing everybody to just like be healthy, be strong. Uh, if you fall down, you got to get up and keep pushing. And, you know, he was doing the same thing. You, you would never be able to tell that he was going through chemo um, because he was just really fighting it. So Fearless was was an anthem for that. And also for me, because I'd walked away from this career with everybody telling me that I was insane <laughs> and, um, you know, just pushing through the the naysayers of all of it. And so that was the first song that 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 we worked on together and that we wrote. And I remember we came to you uh, because we I wanted um, uh, like production on it. And uh, I remember we were sitting there and you were listening to the song. You just looked at me and you're like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> and I don't know if that was a bad. I don't know if that was bad or that was good. No, or... it was good because you came to me for like productions, like you wanted additional production and stuff, and I was like. Because uh, it, it it had been recorded, like you guys had done. Yeah. Yeah. And we had done, we had recorded it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what do you want? This sounds great. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it was, I thought it was amazing. I, no, it, so, it sounded great, but I wanted, um, I think I just wanted more additional layers. Mm, yes, and I yeah. wanted like a different, like sometimes it's really great when you're working with people that you write and you produce it, but also when you bring in another another ear like it adds another dimension to the music so it's just like yes. different levels is what i was looking for yes i understood and that I like, after i go okay i get it was yeah. just to have another yeah. perspective on it another set of hands and ears and yeah I, I, that, and it turned out great yeah yeah it, it turned out amazing actually i mean it landed on television with cbc during the the olympics last year so i think we did very well mm -hmm. yeah that's right um, yeah it got picked up by the 2018 Pyeongchang telecast for the Paralympics with CBC television. Mm -hmm. And it was one, the one song they picked out of thousands that they had, they had in their database that they heard mm -hmm. that were shortlisted. Wow. And then they told me that Fearless was 
the one they wanted. And when I watched it with my song, when I watched the Paralympic athletes, the para-athletes like compete while my song was playing in the background, like I couldn't even speak. I was, was it, what did the youth say now? Shook? Like I... <laughs> Shook. It was lit. I was. I, you felt. Woke. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I yeah. I honestly couldn't move because it was just amazing to see these athletes and then to hear the song. Like I couldn't speak because I was probably going to ugly cry. So I had to wait like a minute to compose myself. And um, it was bittersweet because my dad was a big athlete and he loved the Olympics and had. Oh my God, had he. Had he seen this, he would have sent this to everybody oh, and their wow. mother. Yeah, yeah. He would have been <laughs> to watch. so proud. Yeah. He would have been so proud. But I know he's watching from above and I'm I'm sure he's he's helping in some in his in his own little way from the other side of the stars there. But For sure. Um yeah, but Fearless, like when we worked together on it, we added like I mean, we added a bunch of stuff to it just to like just that dimension the extra dimension. Mm-hmm. And it made it that much more fuller if that makes sense production-wise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, and I think we just, I just, I just wanted that. And I think that felt, that's what made it really, um, it felt whole to me. And for me, it's hard to explain. When I listen to music, or when I record music, and we listen to mixes, if it doesn't move me, it's not working. <laughs> yes. Right, and we talk about this a lot, right? Yeah, so Ravina, like, whenever, um, yeah, I do a mix, <laughs> we finish a, a track, and then I mix it, and send it over her mix uh we always there's always a process of revising the mix and making changes and ravina's notes are always based on feeling and so she'll and um her notes like what she her note will come up when she's listening through and she has her eyes closed when she listens and if it makes her (laughs) open her eyes and kind of tweaks her ear and makes her takes her out of the song then she'll address oh there's a weird thing there and there's like i don't know about like and so that's her notes are always based on feeling and never technicality like it's never about the technical engineering side of it it's just fully on feeling yeah like I close my eyes I listen to the song or the track and the moment I open my eyes there's there's a reason something's in that particular point of the track that's that took me out of that zone and what I need to find out what that is I mean sometimes it's like I sound like a duck in this part like can we <laughs> can we <laughs> yeah, fix right. this um, other uh, other times like you know the strings aren't working or the piano parts aren't working or something's not working and I'm it's taking me out of that the feels is what I like to call it I guess I know people call it the feels I hate that word but yes. I'm using it right now but it's like the feeling <laughs> of it gets distracted by something that's not working in the mix and we have to figure out what that is. And I think I've, and that's something that I've learned along the way. Before it was like, oh, I'm not hitting this note perfect or I can sing it better. And it's not about hitting high notes and about singing like amazingly. It's about, does this song move me? And I mean, I sent you notes where I'm like, this part made me ugly cry, <laughs> which means like, which means it's working. Um, yeah, exactly. And, if, and you know, and if it's not moving me, I'm like, hmm. Something's not like it's not jiving. So I think that's the biggest takeaway for me. And I feel like I mean, I hope other artists do that. I'm sure I'm sure a lot do. But I feel I mean, you you would know I don't work with a lot of artists I work with. I mean, I do. I do as well, but I'm not to the level that you do, I guess. No, actually, a, a lot of artists that I work with don't think in those terms. And uh, to be honest, I wish that more artists would think more about feeling and less about technicalities or uh, that kind of stuff that just doesn't the listeners don't know about and they don't really care about you know they just want to if it feels good it is good to them and artists need to think the exact same way just go off feel you know so yeah I, th- I think the biggest thing is put yourself in the listener's shoes like yes. you're you consume music like I mean as much as I love making music I have to consume it as well because um, I, I want to hear what's going on out there and, you know, what's working, what's moving me, what's not moving me. Mm-hmm. And you have to feel connected at the end of the day with your product. And if you don't feel connected with your product, why are you releasing it? If you don't feel connected with your song, why are you putting it out there? Because if you don't feel connected to it, nobody else is going to feel connected to it. Absolutely. Right. Like that's the biggest takeaway. So for me, I try to pride myself on making sure I'm connected with whatever I'm putting out there. And if I'm not, I'm not going to put it out there because it makes no sense. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I mean, and we took Fearless and we did what we did. And then we did something else also. We did a reprise of it. 
That's right. Yeah, that was, yeah, that uh, <laughs> the reprise is really cool. Actually, we should, so why don't we play the original version now for everyone to hear and then okay. we'll uh, and then we'll talk about it a little bit and then we'll play the reprise that we put together uh, which is okay, like a, cool. a stripped down version of it and yeah so everyone can get familiar with the song so here's fearless by ravina Okay, so that was Fearless, the full version. And uh, it's coming back to me now. Some of the things that I kind of um, added into the production uh, based off of what uh, James had done. And uh, James did, just to like make a note, like James did an amazing job on the production. He really, really built this thing and into like um, something that was sounding great. Like it sounded fantastic. And like Ravina had mentioned earlier, it was just... It, it helps. It happens a lot where you just bring in an outside person to come in with a new perspective. They don't know anything about what's going on with the song. They didn't write it. They're, they're just a fresh set of ears and perspective to come in and just um, uh, take a look at it and do add their thing. And um, and so 
there wasn't like, it didn't change drastically at all. It was definitely hearing that back. Um, it was some drum sounds that I had added with ones that James had in there. And there were kind of just some deeper sounds and, um, uh, like a kind of like a deeper kick drum and, and a deeper sounding snare drum. And, um, and then there was some additional string parts I think that were put in there's a cello in that first verse halfway through the first verse that got added in that wasn't yeah yeah, so there was and there were strings throughout the whole song like James had uh, strings going on so I just added in a couple more little bits there and yeah and like I said it was just to add that extra layer and dimension a different dimension just to to elevate the track to a different to a different um, way of listening to it and that's why I thought it'd be a good idea and it really turned out to be like phenomenal in my opinion. I thought it sounded so great. And don't get me wrong, the original sounded fantastic. Yeah, that's why I said when you showed it to me originally, I was like, uh, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Because <laughs> it sounds great. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you, I'm like, put, like, put, like, put your spin on it. Like, put your stank yeah. on it. Like, is that what people say? But like, <laughs> you know, st- <laughs> yeah, I guess they do. I don't, I'm trying to be cool, but it's clearly not coming off as cool. Um, you were no. cool without all those cool words, Romina. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. He says that now, but he says the first thing he remembers about me is me burping in his in in front of him so um, that was the coolest thing (laughs) (laughs) but uh, no it's just adding that extra layer which I think you know shifted it and just really sat so well in my soul and I think that's the cool thing it was just a few tweaks that you did and Mm. um you know I didn't push you I just kind of said like can you see what you can do and you're like what am I supposed to do? But I left you with it and you, yeah. you like, we, we worked on it, we worked on it. And then from that, we were actually able to birth a different version uh, yeah. altogether, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We did, uh, yeah, the reprise version. And uh, sorry, just the, to go back again, you know, like Ravina is really good at communicating how she wants things to feel. And that's, so she communicated that really well to me and said, hey, this is like, this is where the track is. And I just want it to feel a little more like this and mm-hmm. it's a little more uh, or whatever. And so I was like, okay, that, that again, I, I love things being explained uh, based on feelings. I'm a highly emotional person. And so I get that when people speak in terms of emotions over technical talk. I mean, that works too, but, um, but you're the way that you, yeah, the way you put it to me really, really helped me. And then the reprise was again, another thing. It was based on emotion. You wanted to do a more stripped down ambient, uh, version that just, you know, again, had all the feels and it wasn't being driven by drums or anything else. It was just going to be a more delicate kind of uh, version of the song. Yeah. And Fearless Reprise, like for me, I love listening to it's 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 so different from the original, but not like it's got this kind of heartbeat kind of percussion in the background, these swooping dreamy guitars that Adam played. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I recut the vocal completely entirely and added these dreamlike harmonies to it. And it just came together really well. And it was like the finishing track on the album at the time. And funny enough, like it it, it streamed so often, especially in Estonia. <laughs> Estonia, the small little country in Europe um, on this yoga playlist. I started to see it trending for like a while and I'm like what is happening here and I looked and um someone from my team told me that it was um Esto- a country called Estonia that was streaming <laughs> it and like in one day it had streamed like 400 times and then the next day it like multiplied um over and wow. over and I thought that is crazy and this is just the reprise version of the song and um, but I mean, if you listen to it, when you listen to it, like you can see kind of all just if you listen to the original like that we did. And then you listen to this reprise version. Um, you're like, oh, is this the same song? But it's got this real cool. I want to say like sleeper hit kind of vibe. Like, yeah, I don't know how to like I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, it's just you got you to listen you to gotta it. Check right, it out. Guys. Let's just play it yeah. right now. Yeah. So people can understand what we're talking about. Yeah. So let's here we go. Here's the reprise <laughs> version of Fearless. Never been afraid to fly 
look so far away from the ground below And it feels like there is nowhere left to go You always knew how to fight Until they knocked you down Now's the time to show them that you will survive And know that I'll be right by your side To tell you that you can be Never been afraid to fly. Okay, so that was Fearless, the reprise version. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So does that does that bring back memories of of putting that together? Yeah. I I mean I remember I wanted a different version of this song and. Um, I, I think I said to you like, oh, what if we did like a lullaby kind of version so that we could, you know, you could play That's it for right. like, you know, kids or like it, it was just like at the end of the album where it kind of puts you into the slumber and, yes. you know, with the dreamy kind of uh, background vocals, the BGs we did and like that dreamy guitar and that kind of like heartbeat. I, it sounds like a horse running percussion. Like I don't know. Like it's like a building momentum percussion. Right. Yeah. Just, I don't know. The, I don't know. I speak in emotion, so I don't know the technical term of the, the drum of the drums. Yeah, it was just a kick drum that had. It was just kind of um, softened, and and so what didn't have a lot of kind of attack to it. It just kind of had this heart. Yeah, heart. I can say heartbeat kind of pulsing thing, and yeah, it it's amazing how that song, the message of that song, works great both ways like yeah like that message you could be fearless sometimes you need someone to like scream that at you you know like (laughs) you know you like snap out of it you could be fearless and then sometimes you just want someone to softly say to you hey yeah like a gentle reminder and I think like 
I love that we have these two versions. And especially with the reprise version, like it just grabbed, like when I listened to the first mix of it, it just grabbed my heart. Like it mm. just felt so, um, it full. I don't know if that makes sense, but like everything yeah. came together and it just sounded so great. And I'm like, yeah. this cannot not be on the record. Like it just has right. to be a part of it. And it was just everything about it was so great and like that guitar like adam's guitar playing is like next level but like it just like it just took this to another level and that i had never i had an idea in my head but like it just went above when you put the mix together and sometimes Mm -hmm. when i'm working with adam i have like a million crazy ideas going and he's like yeah no worries no worries and like i'll go a mile a minute but then it just kind of all comes together like i'm literally throwing like paper ideas at him and he's just <laughs> catching them and like putting them into this little audio mix and then it just works oh, so geez. like yeah he understands like the pace and stuff but i mean for that one um yeah like it just sounded it sounded so great and um and and it's still it's still it's like one of my favorites my mine too yeah definitely it, it turned out and just a, a really like it's just very special for sure it was a good way to wrap up uh, wrap up your album and and uh and I th- just everything that you had been through you know everything that had gone on with you with your 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 dad and everything and and all that it, it just it all plays together nicely it just yeah yeah walking away from my career and my dad you know my dad losing his battle with cancer yeah. um but i think i had to go through all of those things to get to where i am now and yes. now i just feel i feel so much more happier making the music that i want and you know just making music and not feeling anxious about um this this part of me that was dying amazing that is incredible that is a good way to wrap this up so uh before we if we end off um let everyone know where they can find you online yep we can now you can head over to rovina.ca that's r-o-v-e-e-n-a.ca on my site or follow me at rovina music on any of the social media platforms that you like Amazing. Yeah, definitely check her out. Her music is incredible. Her voice is amazing. Her songs are incredible. They're really going to um, they're really going to touch you on a deep level. And thanks so much, Ravina, for being a part of this podcast. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. I think this podcast is great because I think it's important for people to know the process behind how we make music. And, you know, essentially we're pouring our heart and soul into these songs and you know the audience is listening to it for essentially like not for free but like barely pennies to a dollar for us so I think it's key that um that you're putting this message out there for people to listen to the story and I'm just so happy to be uh, a part of this podcast because it's important that everybody knows that um essentially this is a a labor of love uh for any artist for every artist actually and, and for the people that are behind the scenes producing and you know mixing and mastering it's it's a extenuous process that a lot of people don't know they just think a song's a song but you know it's pieces of our souls that we put into the work absolutely i never thought of it that way when i started this podcast that it would help give people more um yeah more of an idea of all all the work that goes in but that's a that's a great point because there is there is so much blood sweat and tears time and effort that goes into putting a song together and uh yeah, that's thanks for bringing that up. That's a great point. Yeah, no problem. We just want to move you people. We just want to move oh, we're you. We're here for you. We're here to serve. <laughs> that's, this is our this is our job. This is our mission in life here. <laughs> yeah. So show show us some love. Show Adam some love with this podcast, especially. <laughs> thanks so much. So that was my conversation with Rovina, and uh, she said so many amazing things in that in that conversation, but there's a couple of things I just wanted to highlight. And um, a big one being with the way that she looks at the music as a whole and how we were talking about when it comes down to the mix uh, stage and she's listening back to mixes, how she will base her notes. If there's any revisions or anything that needs to be changed, she bases it fully on the feeling. And if something uh, in the mix or in the track takes her out of the feeling of the song, um, she will then she'll address it and she like yeah she might not always say you know it's the vocal is too loud here or whatever it's just it's sometimes it's just there's something weird here that I you know it, it took me out of the song and you know let's try and figure it out and let's fix it 
And so that is, that's a really great way to approach your music in general. Just think about how it feels, focus on that and connect to your heart as much as you can. And stop thinking too uh, intellectually about it. Just get into your heart, feel it. And if it moves you and it feels good, then it is good. And the next thing um, that I thought was great that she had uh, said and we, that we had talked about was that she brought in another producer to work on the song Fearless um, just for fresh perspective and just fresh kind of a new energy and, and to get a different uh, kind of take on the production. And um, that, that's a great thing to do. Sometimes if you're stuck working on a track and uh, maybe you're working alone or maybe you're working with a producer and it's just kind of feeling a little stuck and, and it's not quite getting there. Um, it's, you know, it's sounding good, but it's not sounding great or whatever. But yeah, bring in another set of ears. Just bring someone else in just to even just take a listen and say, hey, what about, what about you guys try this or, or that? And um, that can just help you get unstuck, get you moving again and get you back on track. So um, I love that she did that and was willing to do that uh, for her um, for her for fearless and uh, it turned out great and um, and the biggest takeaway from Ravina's story is that she was not willing to grow old and live with the regret of not going after her dreams that fear and that that feeling of of not wanting to to have regrets was so powerful that she stepped out quit a really good job making tons of money um, to follow her passion and follow her heart even against you know there's people around her like if you know friends and family that are looking at her like she's crazy and but she did it anyways and um, she is she's a much happier person now and um, she has you know just an incredible purpose in her life that she is pursuing every single day and um, I really, really give her props for doing that. And uh, so I encourage you out there, if you're in a similar position, um, just make the move, you know, uh, just follow your passion, follow your heart, do the work. Obviously it's a lot of work, Ravina works really hard uh, every single day. You know, you gotta put the work in, but um, she is, you know, loving what she's doing, loving her life and, um, so I encourage you to definitely, you know, have the courage to step out and make the move if you feel that's something you need to do. And uh, that's it. So thank you again so much for checking out this podcast. Um, thanks to everyone that's listened to the first couple of episodes. I like really appreciate it. Um, I had some really great feedback some, from some close friends of mine. Uh, that have enjoyed the first couple episodes so that's uh, always nice to hear so uh, thanks for checking it out and if you feel so inclined if you could subscribe that would be amazing and leave a review that would be even more amazing and uh, thanks to everyone that's left a review I really appreciate it and uh, until next time get out there and make some great music music